Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It's hour two. First one flew by live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Greg Olson was money yesterday. I thought it was as good a broadcast as he has had, and he's had a lot of great ones. We'll bring him in in about five minutes. You can tell when a broadcaster does his homework, and the game's a blowout, and it's fascinating, and they're bringing up stuff. And I'm not just saying that because we have Greg on. I've known Greg for a long time. But it's you really separate in these ugly games, and there was all sorts of good nuggets in that thing. Um, I watched that Rams-Lions thing last night. I was, simultaneously, I was so happy for Detroit. And good God, was Matt Stafford filthy, and did McVay coach his butt off because Detroit has got a stacked roster. Rams still need six starters. Yeah, that Detroit GM, Holmes, who oh, used to be in L.A., Brian. I mean, they, they have a great roster. But uh, you, McVay, are you sure he did a great job? Had to burn two timeouts no, early in the game, kind of killed him later? I don't know. I don't. The red zone play calling? I think I'm it's hard picking. to score in the play. When you have an average O-line, it's hard to score in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he had like the laser focus on Cooper Cup, Stafford. And Cup, I mean, I think he had nine targets and had a total of like 27 yeah, yards. It was a puka show. All right, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Blazing five, another winning week, three and one. We were on the Rams, Packers, and Texans to beat Cleveland. Our last losing week was week nine. Again, we have Philly tonight. Been a heck of a year for us. Where Colin was wrong. I defended Mike McCarthy all season long, but I didn't see any creative flair offensively. The defense was poorly aligned and gashed. They even had a silly special teams penalty early. Listen, I Matt LaFleur deserves credit. We can't just sit up here and criticize. Green Bay did a terrific job, but I thought it was an uneven game plan. Come on, Green Bay is the youngest playoff team since like the 74 Bills. You can't fall behind 27-0 at home with a veteran quarterback. You just, you just can't. Where Colin was right, 
Well, you can say I bailed on Jordan Love in October, but I've been saying for five weeks he's actually a better fit than Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because he's cheaper, there's no drama, he's more athletic. They have upgraded at quarterback. You have to consider everything. Salary. Are you in the prime? Are you coachable? Do you create tension in the building? We've been saying this. We, we didn't think he could play in October. But if you've watched for the last eight to nine weeks, they have upgraded at quarterback, all things considered. Where Colin was wrong. Listen, I thought Dan Quinn would be a top head coaching candidate. They got gashed by Buffalo, San Francisco, and Green Bay. You have to question if you could sell him to your fan base right now. Green Bay's tight ends and wide receivers were wide open. Greg Olson will touch on this in a second. I didn't get some of the alignments structurally. I thought there were some weird decisions going on. I was really high on Dan Quinn, but that you put that tape on your resume, that is a hard sell to Seahawk fans if, in fact, he is a candidate for that gig. Where Colin was right? Tua and the Dolphins. I called him the spray tan of the NFL. Look good, no real depth or substance. I just thought they waved the white flag. Tua was 20-39. It felt like they were protecting him in the cold weather. He had one big completion, and that was massively underthrown. And Tyreek Hill, who's a tremendous playmaker, came back to get it. His only touchdown underthrown. I, listen, I you're not going to bail on Tua. There's a lot I like about him, and I think Miami, there's, uh, there's a lot of things I like. But we kept saying all year, you want to win in the AFC? Better be able to go on the road and play in nine degrees because that's what the AFC playoffs look like for the last 20 years. Where Colin was wrong. Kansas City's offense. I thought they would sputter. I thought this was going to be a 16-13 game. In minus 27 degrees, I thought their offense was pretty slick. Had 25 first downs. Had 400 yards offense. I didn't see a lot of drop passes. Maybe they should play in this weather more often. The receiving core, which has been outside of Rasheed Rice, a little dubious. I thought they were pretty good. They looked highly functional. Uh, it was one of the bigger surprises of the year. The Kansas City had one of their better offensive performances, soup to nuts. In minus 27 degrees, I was wrong. Where Colin was right? I called Kalen DeBoer to Bama on Wednesday late afternoon. He was not the third or fourth choice. I was told he was a top two choice. They tried to hire his off offensive coordinator last year. Uh, Nick Saban couldn't get him. And that Greg Byrne, the athletic director, very, very early in the process said, that's who we want. He's not a great recruiter, and Bama sort of recruits itself, so I think he'll be a really good fit. Nobody's ever going to be Saban, but Kalen DeBoer to Bama is something we uh, sought and uh, voice our opinion early on. Where Colin was wrong. The Clippers are 8-2 and two in their last 10. I didn't love bringing in James Harden, but I will say this. He's a real point guard. In this franchise, the last couple of years has asked Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to kickstart their offense. Since December, Harden's averaging 10 assists a game almost. So the, the bottom line is James is a real point guard. We saw this, by the way, in Brooklyn. He's more than willing to be a distributor. I watched them um, over the last week offensively. When Kawhi, Paul, and James are on the floor, it's pretty slick. It's a fast-moving, willing-to-pass, highly functional offense, and Harden deserves credit. 
where Colin was right. I picked Michigan to win the Natty. I thought they'd beat Bama and Washington, and I said this cheating scandal was overrated, and it proved to be. Once it was uncovered, they went on to beat Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, Bama, and Washington. This was about the physicality and the cultural strength that Harbaugh created, not Connor Stallions. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, plenty of both on a Monday. And with that, Greg Olson, 14 years, three Pro Bowls, he called the Packer route very early in the game. You Things bothered you. And you said, I don't like the way the defense is lined up. So I want to start with that before we get to Dak. That you had seen the first drive. Uh, Aaron was running downhill. What did you see that bothered you? Yeah, so all year, it, it was pretty pretty clear. They're a man preference defense. Dan Quinn wants to rush the passer. He's got a lot of nickel and dime type people. They only play with really one traditional linebacker. So it's a lot of defensive backs. They've been great against man coverage. Gilmore, Duran Bland. That's been their calling card, and they were a top-five defense you know, in pretty much every single significant category. I think when you play against a Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, McVay, that style offense with all the motions and the shifts and the movement, it's very hard to play that exclusively, man. And I think going into the game, we made that point early on where he was going to have to pick and choose 12 personnel, multiple tight ends. Okay, you can man that up. But when they have all those young receivers out there and they're going in fast motion and short motions, it's very hard to match it because LaFleur does a great job putting the defense in bad situations. So I think early in the game, some of those third downs, we saw a lot of zones. Romeo Dobbs just kind of wide open in the middle of the field, a lot of uncontested catches in big voids. Those were a lot of zone coverages they tried to mix in. And then as the game went on, they started transitioning back to more of, all right, we got to go back to what we're good at, go back to our man stuff and – that's where you saw the big one to Musgrave. You saw another big kind of sail route to Romeo Dobbs against Gilmore. So I, really, whether it was zone or man, frankly, they just didn't have a lot of answers. And and when they can't play with a lead and they can't force you to be a pass-first team, that is how that roster is built. I think it's important to point out in the NFL, you build your defense to complement the play style of your offense. So rightfully so, they built a defense that rushes the passer, and defends the pass, but what they don't want to defend is rundowns under center, play action. It could be a handoff to Aaron Jones or a play action shot over my head. What they call 50-50 downs, you could do either. That is very hard to defend, and that's what Green Bay wants to do. And that was kind of our message early in the game is the better Green Bay's defense played, which they obviously played great, the more it would allow Green Bay's offense to do what they've done the last eight games. And it lined up perfectly, and frankly – they just flat out beat Dallas in pretty much all phases. The two offenses to me that were the most improved this year, Rams from week six on and Green Bay week seven on. And both offensive coaches, young, smart, lot of motion. I mean, I mean, the Rams are just moving people nonstop. And so my question is watching Dallas. They don't do a lot of that. And I watch the Packers. They put such conflict on the defense. The Rams put such conflict. And I look at Mike McCarthy and I think, I know he's an offensive guy, but he's old school. Do the Cowboys need to restructure this? They feel like even Miami, they struggle with the, with the weather, right? But at home, I watch Dallas's offense, and I can blame Dak. But when you watch it, it's not clever. It doesn't put a lot of pressure on a defense. Do they need to reevaluate? what they present Dallas offensively. 
Yeah, so, so twofold to your first point about like the Shanahan McVeigh. If I if I was a head coach in the National Football League and you didn't tell me what my roster was, you didn't tell me who my quarterback was. There's not even a question. The best system to run, especially for a young quarterback. I mean, look what Bobby Slowick's doing out in Houston with C.J. Stroud. That's the Shanahan tree. He came from San Francisco. So many of these guys. What they do to protect the quarterback, we saw yesterday with Jordan Love. Under center, play action, throw on early downs, balance run game. But everything starts with the fact that I don't put my quarterback in shotgun, five wide, stationary receivers, and say, okay, quarterback, carry the game, right? We see Mahomes is asked to do that every single week, but he's the best player in the world. We see Josh Allen is asked to do that a lot, a little less after the coordinator change, a little more under center. My point is, it is very hard to play that style of quarterback. The fact that anybody really does it, I don't quite understand week in and week out. There's a reason certain offenses can weather the storm. They can play with young quarterbacks, play with young pieces, yesterday being a great example. So I'll start with that. I don't know why anyone runs any other system than that tree, but that's a separate conversation. As far as Dallas, it's hard for me to sit here and say they need to revamp their offense when they just led the league in scoring, yeah. right? They, they, they led the league in scoring two of the last three years. Mike McCarthy, this is the best Dak Prescott has ever played. Um, he took over play calling. We all kind of rolled our eyes when he got rid of uh, Kellen Moore. I was at the top of the list. I said, man, all the guy did was average 30 points a game on offense and you send him out the door. But Mike McCarthy was right. I mean, that's the best Dak Prescott has ever played. They averaged, they were 8-0 at home, and they scored 37 points a game at home. Now, I know everyone out there saying, it doesn't matter, all that matters is in the playoffs. And that's fair. And I think at a place like Dallas, that comes with the territory. But I just have a hard time saying they need to rethink their offense, revamp their offense when they scored more points this year than any team in the league. And at the end of the day, the NFL is about scoring. It's about offense. It's a it's an offensive-driven, quarterback-driven league. And Dak Prescott played as well as any quarterback in the league from an entire season standpoint. And nobody scored more points. So it, it's hard for me to sit here and, oh, yeah, C.D. Lamb was the best wide receiver. So I don't know. I, I think it's it, it's kind of hard to, to – I think it's an overreaction to yesterday to say, oh, what they do doesn't work. Well, what they do for the last three years – has worked. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, Matt LaFleur's reaction the last couple of games for Jordan Love has almost been like a surprise. Like he said yesterday, it's like, that that's a dude. Like, wow. And I said, I don't remember ever. I said, it's like being a golfer that can't make the cut at the Valero Open to leading the Masters by a dozen strokes three weeks later. It's like, what are we watching? This is all in season. I mean, I watched him at home against Minnesota in like week eight, and I'm like, I don't know if he can play. What do you attribute this? Un I mean, I maybe I don't even know what to compare it to. What do you make of what we're watching? Yeah, no, I think it's fair. And and we, we had him week one. We 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 prepared all preseason. Obviously, it was the big storyline, him replace, replacing Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, we're going to get to see what this Matt LaFleur system really wants to be. Um, and, and, again, we can't say enough. I, I can't give enough credit to Matt LaFleur. The, the coaching job he did this year, not not just offensively, but just, just taking this whole young group, both sides of the ball, weathering some bad storms. And just to make the playoffs felt like an accomplishment, let alone to do what they did yesterday. But – with that being said, we had him week one in Chicago. He looked like a legit dude in week one. Then he kind of, we didn't see him again until Thanksgiving. Coming into Thanksgiving, there was some signs of improvement, starting to complete more passes downfield, starting to kind of put this whole thing together with this young group of skill players he had around him. 
we left that Thanksgiving that Thanksgiving Day game. We said, I, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how far they're going to make this. But that guy can flat out play. He was incredible in Detroit. They ended up winning yeah, that game. Yeah. Pretty in a pretty dominating. It felt a little bit like yesterday. And all week we kind of we went into yesterday's game as a crew saying this just feels like Thanksgiving all over again. <laughs> the home team was the story of the league. Here comes Green Bay. Yeah, they're young, they're inexperienced, they're not ready for this moment. And then they win handily. So it had a lot of those vibes. I think part of it is the coaching, part of it's the scheme. And I think the kid's a flat-out stud. I mean, he's a great player. The young kids around him have just continued to improve. It's all first- and second-year guys. It's it's a pretty remarkable story what they've been able to do in Green Bay, filling the shoes that he did of a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I, I don't think we can stress enough just what a job he's done individually and then collectively as a team is really impressive. You're a Miami Hurricane. Uh, you play down in Miami. You go up and do a road trip to Boston, Baltimore. It's a, it's a different vibe. And I said this about Tua. Um, listen, they can win playoff games. They just have to win their division and do a home playoff game because the AFC, Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, it's just cold weather. T- NFC doesn't have as many. But I, I, I do worry about this is that um, it, it when you have a quarterback that needs – certain conditions as long as I know but it did feel like they were kind of protecting him and I thought boy I'd struggle to give an extension to a guy that has to play in certain conditions where do we go with Tua because I like him he's a heck of a player at home he's smart he's he's got some I mean accuracy wise when he can stand and throw it Greg it's Drew Brees what do you do if you're Miami at quarterback yeah, I think, again, I think it goes back to, I don't think you can overreact to really an unprecedented game. And that was a historically poor weather game, the conditions. To, to your point, though, in the AFC, you're going to have to, you know, for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable future right. with, with the Burrows of the world and, and Lamar and uh, Mahomes, I mean, the, the AFC is going to run through those cold weather cities. So to your point, I think you're exactly right. But they were a game away from that game being a home game. Yeah. Right? So just think, the last couple weeks of the season, Buffalo doesn't lose. They kind of falter a little bit and fall off, and all of a sudden it comes down to week 18 or else they're hosting a game in 75 degrees and those northern teams are coming down. And they're <laughs> breathing. You know, they, they, they can't catch their breath. They're dying on the sidelines. So <laughs> it works both ways at the end of the season, going to hot weather too. But listen, that was a that was a crazy situation. And, and, and I think to overreact that all of a sudden to a – isn't the answer again the question at quarterback and head coach and i know that's the conversation every team that loses the immediate emotional reaction is we need a new quarterback and we need a new head coach because i didn't like the results and the only way to get better is to change okay fine the question is for who who are you getting how are you getting them how are you paying them right there's so many more layers to the quarterback and the and the and the head coach position that change for the sake of change sounds great it's fun to talk about but when you boil it down who are you getting and how are you getting them because if it was that easy all these teams around the league that every year there's eight head coaching hires and the coaching carousel that happens every single year There wouldn't be so many coaches fired if it was easy to find the long-term stability. There wouldn't be so many teams searching for quarterbacks if it was easy to get stability at the quarterback position. It's the two hardest positions to find in your organization. And the teams that have them and win 
I think are crazy to replace them. Finally, um, Eagles have just gotten worse over the course of the season. They lost Shane Steichen. The offense is a kind of a turnover plague mess. I'm not sure they have an identity. Can you turn it around in the playoffs? Go to your career. If you're struggling late, can you turn it around? Um, I do think Philadelphia is better than Tampa. I think they're going to go run without A.J. Brown. I think they're going to go run heavy tonight. They may not throw 12, 15 times. Just lean on them. Can they? Can you be awful in three weeks and then effective? You tell me. Well, I think Philly's a great example of, of, of our earlier our earlier conversation about play style. And when you watch Philly, and again, last year we called a million of their games and they were the best story in football. I mean, they were a blast. They stand in shotgun. They're in spread. They got one tight end. They're wildly talented when all their pieces are out there. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, best offensive line in football. Jalen Hurts was the you know runner-up to Mahomes in the MVP. When all the pieces were there together – Shane Steichen running the system. It was one of the best offenses in football. But week in, week out, year in, year out, that is a hard model to play consistently at a high level in the NFL. You put a ton of burden on your protection. You put a ton of burden on your quarterback that he has to play perfect from the pocket because he's a, he's just standing there. There's no play action. He doesn't turn his back to the defense. There's no gimmies. And then you put a ton of pressure and say, okay, yes, we are wildly talented at our skill positions. You guys have to just go win, right? We're not going to scheme Luke Musgrave open on a wheel route on a half boot and throw back and he's wide open by 40 yards. Like you don't get a lot of the gimmies when you're just standing in shotgun spread and no one's moving and everyone. So last year they were able to do it. Their personnel is as good as anyone this year. It's just a little bit harder to sustain. You have to be perfect. Your protection has to be perfect. Your quarterback has to be perfect. Your skill has to be healthy. It has to be perfect. So I think a big, big issue there in Philly is I think their players are good. I think they've had some ups and downs, weathered some injuries. I just think they're playing a very hard brand of football. Really what saved them is that they have two yards in their back pocket with the quarterback <laughs> sneak that they're really at first and eight every possession once they cross their own 40-yard line because if it's anything fourth and less than two, they get a quarterback sneak. That's really what has made their offense so hard to stop when you look at the first three downs this year it's been missing i agree i think they're better than tampa i i think even though it's on the road i don't think it matters they're better than tampa they got a better they just got to go play and i think it, it, for a team of veterans and for a team of really high character guys it's i'm a little surprised it's taken them this long towards the end of the regular season to get back on track. Greg Olson, great job. 14 years in the league, Fox Sports NFL analyst. Uh, Packers, Niners next week. That is going to look different. Uh, Well-rested. A lot of snaps for Green Bay. And here comes well-rested physical San Francisco. Just your gut feeling. I, I kind of looked at that game and I'm like, that's a... That's not a team I'd want to face. Well-rested. I, I, that could be... A, that's a tough matchup for Green Bay. Is that fair? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's completely fair. I thought Dallas was a better matchup for them, a little more, you know, not quite as physical, not so much kind of down your throat, right in your face like San Francisco can be. The two best teams in the league are Baltimore on the AFC side and San Francisco on the NFC side. I think if, if the favorites continue to win, those two teams got to be the Super Bowl matchup favorites. But I don't think at this point you can – 
count Green Bay out of anything. That's right. I mean, it seems like they they struggle against the teams. You know, they remember a couple weeks ago they gave up thirty points to the Panthers <laughs> and almost lost. Yes, Carolina didn't score a point. The Carolina didn't score a point the rest of the season. Zero <laughs> points the rest of the season after that game. But then they beat Detroit. They beat Kansas City earlier in the year. Yesterday they boat race. Dallas. So I don't think you can count this team out. I think Matt LaFleur has them playing free. They're playing with house's money. They got nothing to lose. First seven seed to ever even play in a divisional round in the new format. I wouldn't count them out of anything, but I still think San Fran's the best team. They're, to me, they're the favorite no matter how far this thing goes. And uh, I think it's the matchup of the weekend. I think it's going to be awesome. Great. God, that's a great point. Carolina never scored. I watched that game, and I was like, what is good? It, it's a, you know what? Young, you know this, young kids and young players have mood swings that are a little uneven. These yeah. young guys, they, they get into their feels when they play as a big favorite, and then when they're backed into the corner, they play with incredible urgency. Some of this is their youth. You don't quite know what you yeah, get. I mean, think about Green Bay's journey now to playing the number one seed San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round. Four, weeks 14 through 16, they lost to DeVito and the Giants. They lost to the Bucks, <laughs> albeit a playoff team. And they were a, a, the Panthers clocked the ball as time expired to attempt a field goal to force overtime. They won in a shootout, both teams scoring over 30. Then they rebound and beat Minnesota and beat Chicago and hold them combined to 19 total points. So, I mean, you couldn't have two polar opposites going in, but they play well when it matters. We've seen it throughout the course of the season, especially on defense. And if that offense in Jordan Love continues to do what they've done, uh, they're really good. Yeah, they are. Greg, so are you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. It, it is crazy. We watched that Carolina game. We're like just up and down the field on the Packers defense. But, again, they're a young team. I will say this. All the pressures on the Niners. I mean, it's nine and a half points. I'm taking Green Bay in the points. The San Francisco is a really tough physical matchup. But, man, when you go in and you got all those receivers, how's the second best corner for the Niners matching up with Jaden Reed? I think Green Bay's just got matchup advantages. Brock Purdy against Jordan Love? We'll see. You, you're, you think there's a game? Interesting. Well, no, I just think smells like nine a and a half. To me. Like, nine like, and a half is disrespectful. That offense. I mean, Dallas was seven and a half. This is Green Bay's fourth road game in five weeks. I know. I'm not. I'm, I know I'm, they're a young team and all that fun stuff. I just it's a great I, I story. Watched, they are. They, they got just won dudes. their Super Bowl. Okay, these guys. All right. Okay. You, you hear uh, what's his name? The quarterback Jordan Love taking a little jab at Dak on the final snap. Oh, did he? You know when they took a knee, uh, Dak wore a hat that said like, uh, "Here we go." Jordan snap, Jordan Love on the final snap. Here we go! Little, little, <laughs> big, little tweak. I, I like it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Oh, so many things to discuss. discuss. The Eagles... Uh, are playing tonight uh, the Steelers Bills an hour and a half after our show ends in uh, what will be very much a weather challenge in Buffalo. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, we were just talking during the break about the cold weather in Chicago right now. Well, Kansas City was downright brutal on Saturday night. Negative 4 degrees, wind chill, negative 27. Andy Reid, you could see his mustache, kind of icicles forming. That made it the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Chiefs won, and Patrick Mahomes gave credit to his teammates for fighting through the cold weather. 
I thought the guys accepted the challenge. Um, we were able to throw the ball. We were able to run the ball against some of those pressures. I thought the O-line did a great job. Um, and, uh, I mean, we had that mentality all week is we're going to go out there and play football. Uh, we know it's cold, um, but we're going to go out there and play football and see what happens. I dug this one up for you, Cowherd. In games where the temperatures are 40 degrees or colder, Patrick Mahomes is 21-6. and six. So he thrives in cold weather. McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, now 4-10 and 10 the last two seasons in December and January. Well, I mean, even even Mahomes 21-6, and six, that's, you know, you can beat him. In cold, cold weather, generally, I always think bad weather hurts the better team. Like a blizzard hurts the Bills more than the Steelers because Pittsburgh wouldn't move the ball anyway. Now Buffalo may not be able to. But I did think as cold as it was in Kansas City, it didn't seem to disrupt. Now, obviously, both Tua and Mahomes, there were a couple of balls that just hung in the air. But on a lot of the stuff, 12 yards and in, I thought Kansas City was incredibly functional. Uh, There weren't a lot of drops, and they they led the NFL in drops. People seem to love this cold weather football, football weather or not. Let's be real. The game was not a great watch when, no. like, guys don't want to run. You can't. There's no vertical passing game. I've it never just... subscribed to the theory of I like cold weather football. There's a reason we play the national championship and bowl games in warm weather. It doesn't get in the way of the art of the sport. The Super so, Bowls. Yeah, I don't. Always. I don't like watching it as a fan. I don't think players like playing in it. If you want to see the best people perform in the best conditions, that would be ideal. You wouldn't ask basketball players to play in the rain. I mean, so it's like, to me, the idea, oh, I love uh, crappy weather football. I don't. I don't like it. I would rather watch Jordan Love in temperature-controlled Dallas put on a clinic. That's more entertaining to me. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Miami, you don't want to make sweeping generalizations, but a lot of Dolphins fans, a few who I know, are like, hey, uh, the owner, Stephen Ross, is close with Harbaugh. They're Michigan guys. Can we get McDaniel out of here and get Harbaugh in? I'm like, I, I don't. That's just a silly overreaction. No, I mean, McDaniel listen, I thought Tua was completely limited. I wouldn't bail on Tua. Well, Miami it, just has to host playoff games going forward. They're not going to be able to go up north and win. Tua doesn't have a strong enough arm. Okay, so we Tua, know that. Negotiating time is coming soon for yeah, Tua. You're going to take a very team-friendly deal or we're going to draft a quarterback. Okay, by so the way, I, tell me team-friendly. What, what is team for? Put a number on it. 20. Oh, stop it. Right. Daniel Jones got 40 mil and Tua's getting 20? Right. Not happening. Go Colin. to the market. See what you can get. Well, he can get something. He'll get more than that. I mean, you go to million. Atlanta. You got Tua and Atlanta will, will cook. All right. In the dome well, in a we'll bad draft, division. Then we'll draft nope. a quarterback. Huh? Then we'll draft a quarterback. We'll give you Jalen Waddle in our first round pick and we'll flop. Well, and we, 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 I mean, I, I just. I'm, 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 come on. You, you cannot go to Tua and say $20 million. 20, I said 24 I upgraded. That's still five. laughable, bro. I mean, well, Geno Smith got like twenty-eight for one, I think. A one plus one plus one or whatever his. Geno Smith doesn't is. have that injury history. Tua was one of the twelve best quarterbacks in the league this year. Come on, Colin. Let's not go, let's let's not overreact to one playoff loss. Where's Dak this morning? Where's Dak is one of the best quarterbacks. He is. Okay. Let's go to the games against good teams. What are the 12 best? I'm not saying it's like elite. Buffalo, blown out. San Francisco, blown out. Green Bay, blown out. Detroit, 10 completions, two picks. I mean, Miami couldn't win. Give me all the wins. I mean, again, I have to contextualize this stuff. You're going to pay Dak $59.5 million? No, no, no. I'm not. But here, that's why you renegotiate his deal. You, you, you tear oh, you it have say, to hey, renegotiate. You, we're going to give you a new deal. Now, where's that number in the 40 to 50 range? Oh, there's no way. 
Well, again, you got no game plan. You're Dallas. You're drafting in the twenties. My game plan's called the draft. Oh, really? That's a real attractive job for Bill Belichick. Oh, let me just find a quarterback since I haven't been able to find one since Brady left. Well, Atlanta is a top ten pick. So Atlanta can move up to Chargers. You have the five. We have the nine. We'll move up. We'll give you blank. Chargers could use a tight end. Give us Kyle Pitts and a number one pick next year, and we'll flip. And then the Chargers go, instead of drafting Brock Bowers, we get Kyle Pitts. We need a number one tight end, and we'll give you our five. You get our nine, and they go get Michael Penix. I got this thing figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) All right, let's go back to your boy, Jordan Love. Oh, my gosh, he was so good. Uh, 272 yards, three touchdowns. He he had a perfect passer rating until the very end, and um, uh, it kind of fell out there. But Love spoke with Aaron Andrews about the team's mindset after the dub. We came in here with the mindset that we were going to dominate. Um, you know, a lot of people counted us out, and, you know, we didn't care about that. Uh, we knew we, what opportunity we had in front of us and uh, made the most of it tonight. Good for him. Since that Thanksgiving game that Olsen referenced. Yeah, I remember that game. You have been pro-Jordan Love. Oh, And absolutely. I have been like, I need to see more. Yeah, you've been. I got to see more. Dude, he throws. Even that little end zone sidearm thing. That was a tough throw. That was nice. Watch this. Watch this. It's Stafford-ish, right? Yeah. I mean, not I mean, quite no look. But... The kid, listen, I have no problem acknowledging Matt LaFleur was ticked off. He was garbage in October. He was bad. Yeah, no, no. He, he was like Tebow, the stats. 55%. Was, I, but you, when I watched the Detroit game, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was better than Goff. Well, he got handed a bunch of short fields. But well, I, whatever. I, I mean, I don't know. He just plays with a lot of confidence. He, I don't know. It's just fun to watch. The other thing, Colin, and I, I'm just going to repeat this. When you see the highlight reel that our producers put together, the guys are all wide open. Everybody's open. I mean, it's not like he's making tons of tight window throws yesterday. I'm not criticizing. With that coach, those receivers and tight ends, they're going to be open. Nobody has a well, good third corner in the league. Again, I, I, I'm not pumping up Stafford, but you watch some of the throws Stafford makes no, against the Lions. Oh, I'm he was tight insane. Window, impossible throws. Oh, he was great. This guy. Stafford that, that was, was a performance. otherworldly. Jordan Love, uh, again, I, uh. sorry, Packers fans. I was I was a little bit wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a half an L, a lowercase L, not a capital L on this one. I think the 49ers smother him and, and, and choke him out there. Next, uh, final story, Antonio Pierce, uh, the Raiders uh, interim coach, is reportedly the leading candidate to land the full-time job, but other teams are kicking the tires. Um, as they do that, star defensive end Max Crosby said he would consider asking for a trade, saying on his podcast, nothing's off the table if Pierce is not retained. What? Um, if he gets the job, keep your eye on Cliff Kingsbury oh. as his offensive coordinator. There's a name we haven't heard. What isn't he at USC or something? Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, that's right. Cowherd's US, Mr. USC now. I no, forgot. I'm just saying. I have a source that told me Cliff Kingsbury is his likely OC if he gets the job. Who's his quarterback? Well, got to draft one. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. After his incredible playoff debut, Jordan Love and the upstart Packers take on Brock Purdy and the top-seeded 49ers in the NFC Divisional Round. It all starts at 7.30 Eastern Saturday on Fox. You know, one of the reasons um, young quarterbacks do succeed is because of their coach and how they're used. A prime example lost in C.J. Stroud's performance, Flacco attempted 46 passes and completed 34. C.J. Stroud only attempted 21 and completed 16. They didn't ask him to carry the franchise, and that's part of his success. Now, he was compared to Jared Goff out of college, and I thought that was fair. Neither one athletically. There's not a lot of juice, but they're great pocket throwers. But nobody thought he would be this good, and predicting quarterback success is probably the hardest thing in the league. I mean, Brock Purdy was the last guy drafted. Everybody, including the Niners, passed on him at least six times, and most teams seven. So, C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, we have two new franchise quarterbacks. And I watched a lot of crappy quarterback play this year, college and pro, so that's what I'm rooting for. More young quarterbacks to hit. What my eyes tell me with C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love is 
kind of effortless accuracy and a self-belief. They play loose. They believe in themselves. They let it rip. They don't overthink it. But it's interesting. Um, it's really hard to guess who's going to work and who's not. And even even the people that liked Jordan Love. Matt LaFleur liked him. He can't even explain this. Like, after the game, Matt LaFleur was like, that, that's a dude. And I think the people that liked C.J. Stroud didn't envision this. But again, 16 of 21, put him in positions to succeed. He's got a great left tackle, excellent defensive coach. But I, it, here's what's interesting. If you get the quarterback and the head coach right, everything falls into place. <laughs> Green Bay preseason PFF, a group we like, had Green Bay's receiving group ranked 27th. Houston's was ranked dead last, 32nd. You get the quarterback right. You get the coach right. Seattle's got everything right, except the quarterback. Right? Like, you get the quarterback. This, this, this receiving group was considered the worst in the league. I don't know. C.J. Stroud makes them look really good. So here was D'Amico Ryans after the playoff win. C.J. is the reason why we're in this position. He's special. Special young man. Special player continues to shine no matter how big the moment is like our whole team is leaning on him and he has the shoulders to carry that weight and he shows up week after week he continues to improve week after week uh, no moment is too big for him and when you have a, a young player who can shoulder the load of your team and the way the team is behind him the confidence that he gives our entire team it's so cool to watch now for the young guys now the road gets really tough. Jordan Love, all those snaps, goes to San Francisco to face San Francisco, a brilliant coach, and a great pass rush. Houston, now they wait. They'll figure out their next journey. Um, uh, we'll get some stuff, some clarity today. But um, it, it's going to get tougher. The coaching's better. The defense is better. The players are better. Uh, I had said going into the game, I thought Houston would win. Not like that. Joe Flacco was a great story. Um, I didn't think he was a great quarterback. He had eight picks in five games this year. Now he's got, I think, ten in six. So I think this, the Flacco story sort of overwhelmed the truth that January Joe, you know, he's older. Uh, he lets that ball loose sometimes into, into places that aren't ideal. The, the road will get tougher, but when I watch – Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, what I see is kind of self-belief. They kind of let it rip. They believe in themselves. Uh, kind of effortlessly um, accurate kind of play comes easy to them. But it is amazing to look at these receiving groups. PFF were like awful. The quarterback plays well. Everybody, I mean, Green Bay's look sensational. I, I can't wait to see the off-season quarterback rankings, Colin. Where does Stroud and Jordan Love come into next season? Are they both, based on what we've seen, small sample size, are they top 10 quarterbacks going into next season? Like, it's a very... Because, like, listen, you know my guy Brock Purdy's got to be in there. No, not, no. You, you, you think Brock Purdy's more talented than C.J. Stroud? No, no, that's not what I said. I said top 10 quarterbacks heading into next season. Well... That's different than talent. Joe Burrow comes back. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Lamar, Josh, Mahomes... Herbert with a real coach. I mean, it's not like everybody's dropping out of it. Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Stroud going into next season? Well, C.J. Stroud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, is really good. <laughs> 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.